Welcome back. We're here with season four of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Taylor, and I've been conversing with the mad podcaster. And quite frankly, he's very mad. We're going to try to find out why, so we'll take some questions from one of our live Twitter followers. Yes, ma'am. Please state your name and where you're from. Hi, my name is Felicia, and I'm from Hialeah, and I just don't understand why you so mad. Like, what are you so mad about? Yo, first of all, first of all, you can't be asking me no questions. You know what I'm saying? Yo, yo, who the fuck is you? You uh, know what I mean? Me. Like, yeah, you can't be asking me no questions. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna tell you I'm mad. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad. Like, like they, like these hosts out there, they in these million dollar studios, they dropping hot takes. You know what I mean? They got tea, they got all that shit. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, language. I'm still living with my moms. I'm making podcasts. I ain't made no money yet. This my fourth season, yo. This my fourth season, and I ain't made a dime yet. This dude dropped one take. He make wild shows. That cold pizza show, it was cool it was i i mean i got more john blaze than that i mean i got john blaze taste and and they not even recognizing they not even recognizing and fuck is that yo yo who is you to be asking me question yo who is you i got to talk i got to tell how i feel i got to talk about sports how i see it this goes out to you this goes out to you and you and you this was out to you. This was out to you. This was out to you. You and you. Good evening, and welcome back to another edition of the My T Sports. Podcast. I am your host, the one and only talent, Omar Taylor. Whew, whew. It's a. I don't know what kind of day to describe today. It, it was a beautiful. I don't. I can't know. I don't know if it was a beautiful day. We had touchdown. We had touchdown warnings. We had tornado warnings down here in South Florida. But regardless of how windy it was, regardless of how sunny it might not have been, regardless of how lackluster it, it, the, the, the sky may have looked, it was we still sitting here at around 86 certain degrees. It is June 19th. It is June 19th somewhere. Even though it is past midnight on the East Coast, trust me, it is still it is still June 19th in Central Time. It is still June 19th in, in, in West Coast time. It is still June 19th on Mountain Time. So first things first happy birthday to my homegirl nat colin happy birthday to my homegirl rachel perry and to everybody across america that knows what i'm talking about and if you don't know what i'm talking about then go look it up happy june teeth all yes happy june teeth all if you don't know what it means Go look it up. You'll be educated today. Courtesy of Sports Podcast. So, you know what I say. Regardless of that time. Take that, take that, take that. And regardless of the weather. Uh, playoffs? What am I talking about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? It's always a good time to talk some sports. So... Let's start talking. 
Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. I apologize for the delay. We were having some te technical difficulties on my streaming site. Basically, they were doing some updates which delayed the podcast today. So instead of getting the podcast at your regularly scheduled time, you're still you're getting about four hours later. But you know what? You know what? That doesn't matter to me. That doesn't matter to us. That doesn't matter to the mighty world. We still gonna come out here with the same exact energy we was gonna come out with when we was about to do this four hours ago. In case you didn't know. But I'm going to tell you also what I'm going to do. I'm going to come out with a whole lot more energy than I managed to come out with on Thursday night at the end of the NBA Finals or the NBA Championship. Because, oh yeah folks, oh yeah folks, top of the top of the top of the top. We going to have to talk about the Toronto Raptors. Because the Toronto Raptors just so happen to be... Your 2019 or 2018 slash 2019, 2018 and 2019 NBA champions. That is them. Hold on one second. I got a peace shield that I need to put up. So just listen to those melodies. Just listen to those melodies. A peace shield is about to expire. Yes, folks. The Toronto Raptors or your 2018 your 2019 NBA champions. And they did it in such a fashion that <laughs> that you have to automatically tip your hats off to I want to say anybody. And I mean, and I and I mean to, to, to anybody that had the balls to even think that Toronto had a chance to win this series. Tip your hats off to anybody that, that made that bold statement. Tip your hat off to Kawhi Leonard for going to Toronto, replacing bum-ass Kyle Lowry's best friend, DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> Shout out to Kawhi Leonard for going out there and throughout the whole entire playoffs just slowly proving to everybody that, yo, whatever you guys thought about me, whatever you guys said about me, it ain't true. That's not me. It's unheard of. If you guys thought that I wasn't going to play for a team because I'm injured, no, 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 no. I just refused to play for a team while injured that I didn't trust anymore to look out for my best interest. So, I'm just looking out for my best interest. Ooh, 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 Carson Edwards. <laughs> and my best interest, interest states that I may not want to play for a team that I don't trust or that, or, or that undermines my injuries. Or undermines my opinions. Or undermines my voice. Or undermines the limited personality that I do have. I'm going to tell you something. As we're talking about bold statements. I think Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> I think Kawhi Leonard. May. 
be special. And I'm not talking about special in the basketball world. I'm talking about maybe like a special needs kid. Like he may have like Tourette's or 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 ADD or or some. I I think that he is. I think that he is off slightly. And listen, it, it may be in that very slight way that helps him focus on one thing and one thing only, which is called basketball that helps him be great at it. Like, because if that's the it, if that's the case, then I'm okay with it. As you should be okay with it. Because the Toronto Raptors are over here saying that we are the we are the champions. They they made a they made a gamble to get Kawhi Leonard, knowing that Kawhi Leonard said that, hey, <laughs> knowing that Kawhi Leonard said, hey, I'm only going to stay here for one year. And in that one year, you could take the risk of getting me. But if you do, just know that I am going to leave and I'm going to go to and I'm going to go to L.A. when I'm done with this. Well, Toronto took that gamble. Their general manager, e Jerry, took that gamble. And that gamble ended up paying off. Kawhi Leonard gets the NBA Finals MVP as he should have. Because if you watch the boy work throughout the whole entire... And I'm saying, yeah, your boy. Like, you watch the kid work. Watch the, if you watch that man go to work. If you watched him work the whole entire Finals. Or the whole entire playoffs. And you realize... Like, listen, what he did against Golden State, he was doing the whole entire finals. He did against Orlando when when, when Kyle Lowry started off with, 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 a, with a zero point game against DJ Augustine. Um, it continued through Philly and their lucky shot again, uh, and, and the last second shot against Philly that helped them sink, um, clinch that win. That was only in the second round. Then they did it against, then they, they needed it against, again against the Greek Freak. Holding the Greek freak to minimum points. And not even just minimum points, but to, to minimum percentage more than anything else. That was the big part. That was the caveat. Because you wasn't gonna um the Greek freak has come to a point where it's gonna it's coming hard to stop him from scoring points. Or getting his points, he's gonna get the amount of points that he's necessary that he's averaging. Now, is can you make his points look ugly? And that's what Kawhi Leonard does. He makes his points look ugly. Had him shooting somewhere between seventeen or twenty nine percent over here, sipping on that Menage Twelve. You know what I'm saying? Held him down to somewhere around twenty something percent when being guarded by Kawhi Leonard, and then. Toronto takes their show over to Golden State. Or Golden State has to come take their show over to Toronto. Because in this particular case, Toronto has 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 home court advantage. Because Toronto had a better had a better record than Golden State. Actually, Milwaukee and Toronto both had a better record than Golden State. And listen, let's not act like there weren't some things that happened. Let's not act like Kevin Durant didn't go down in game five. Let's not act like Clay Thompson didn't go down in game six. One popped the Achilles, the other one popped the ACL or the MCL or whichever one of those CLs you want to choose. ACM, ACL, MCL, RCL, TCL, TRL, it don't matter. He popped it. 
And today, as we speak, Toronto can say that we are the champions. Kawhi Leonard can say that he is another champion outside of San Antonio, which you already know stars of his caliber love to do. Stars of his caliber, Shaq, Kobe, Jordan. They like to do it. They're not even so much Jordan, but Jordan is in that category too. Jordan is new better. But those are the kind of guys that like to prove either their counterpart or their organization wrong that they can win a championship without them. And that's what Kawhi Leonard went on and did his first year after playing only nine games the season before. See, with somebody like Kevin Durant, that has to be hopeful. With somebody like Kawhi Leonard, that has to be hopeful. Lowry still sucks. I don't care what anybody says. Lowry showed up in the last game, but he still sucks. Overall, his game still sucks. He still sucks. He sucks. He sucks. He sucks. He sucks. He sucks. Everything about him is sucks. He sucks. He sucks. So basketball season is basically going to be over. And we get no more basketball until the end of September. And Kyle Lowry is going to suck from now until then. Kawhi Leonard does... The ultimate Kawhi Leonard thing. And he celebrated in his in, in the parade as the way that they should. And Kawhi Leonard goes out and he chose the whole entire world. He said, listen, it doesn't matter what anybody says. It doesn't matter what anybody do. Just keep out there. Just keep going out there. Keep playing your game. <laughs> That's Kawhi Leonard. He chose he chose the whole entire NBA with that. And let's get to the part that really matters. Let's talk about how this affects us in the Knicks, right? Because listen, it, it, I'm a Knicks fan, and ultimately, like while everything else may be all cool and dandy around the league. Ultimately, we want to find out other, from my other Knicks fans and how this is going to affect us and the Knicks. Well, let's 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 make one thing straight. Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard needs to leave. Black Spider Man needs to leave, which is what I'm calling him. He is the he is the Black Spider Man. You got Kevin, you got Kevin Durant and Steph Curry, James Harden, LeBron James. You know they go into Spider Man mode, but they go into Red Spidey mode. They like to talk shit. They like to talk trash. They like to showboat. They show all kinds of emotion. You understand? They play up to the fans. They talk. They, they they talk to their opponents. Not Kawhi. Not Black Spidey. Not Black Spidey. Black Spidey just goes in there. Um. Wham. Bam. Thank you, ma'am. Hit you with a punch. Hit you with a web. Oh shit! My spider sends us tingling. Now you're hanging from a light pole. Bam! He's the champ. Wake you up when September ends. Because that's your next opportunity to even think about getting another NBA championship. Is when a new season begins. Now, Knicks fans, what we need? What we need? It's for Kawhi Leonard to leave. Kawhi Leonard needs to go to L.A. Not just because of this is probably the best thing for him as Kawhi, as, 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 as Ujiri is about to leave Toronto. As you don't want to be stuck with bum-ass Kyle Lowry for any more of your career than you have to. No, 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 no the New York Knicks were the only team from the Atlantic Division to not make the playoffs. Now, I understand how it may sound. 
let me tell you how it sounds to me. There are four teams that are so much better than us that they are playoff contenders, all of them, while we barely struggle to win 20 games. You understand? Some of these teams barely struggle to lose 20 games. We barely struggle to win 20 of them. And these are going to be the guys that we're going to have to play at least 16 times for the year. That's 16 times for the year. That's a quarter of your season. Maybe a fifth. <laughs> well, you understand what I said, right? That you, he is not the guy that you want to stay in our division. Especially if we don't have Kevin Durant. Especially if we don't have Kevin Durant. Which is a very good possibility based off of the kind of love that Kevin Durant has been receiving lately. Based off of the kind of, sh based off of the kind of showering and praise that Kevin Durant has been receiving. Now, it isn't the kind of shower that Kawhi Leonard is taking because we know Ka Kawhi Leonard is over here doing the... And, and, and before YouTube decides to block me or Facebook or whoever decides to block me, I do not own the rights to any music that you hear on here. Like, I, like my cousin got one track on here, but I can't even find out on a regular basis anymore, so. I have a sound for that, but I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> so that's how it affects you as a Knicks fan. You want him gone. You want him to go pair up with Doc Rivers. You want him to go play in L.A. You want him to compete against LeBron James directly in the same city, in the same division. Listen, okay, let's, let's, let's break it down. Let's, break, let's take it from biggest to smallest. You want him competing with LeBron James in the same conference, in the same division, in the same city, in the same building. That's where you want Kawhi Leonard at. At the highest point of his competition, being over there in the same exact city of the guy that is considered the best player in the world, who is more like the third best player in the world at this point in time, behind Kawhi Leonard and Kevin Durant. He's like number three. On, on, and, and, that's on a, and, that, and that's on his good days. On his great days, he, that's bona fide. He's solid three, solid, solid three on his great days. Solid three, solid, solid three. Yeah, so if you're a Knicks fan, you want him gone. You want him gone, you want him gone, you want him gone. Now, before we go to a quick break, let me tell you where you need to go to. And that is to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Listen, this is the place that you'll be able to get hands-on training. They are VA friendly. They have day and evening classes. And this is the place that you will learn. This is the place where I learned. This is the place where I mastered my podcast mastery. My video mastery, my video editing, my, 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 my audio editing, voiceovers, play-by-play, play, announcing, you name it, P Connecticut School of Broadcasting helped me achieve it. Go to, CS go to GoCSB.com today. Reserve yourself a tour. Trust me, once you see your dreams there in front of you, you'll never be able to look back. That is www dot gocsb.com reserve your free tour today we're gonna take a break we're gonna come back 
This is the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am your still your host, the one and only Donald Domar Taylor, aka Oz, aka Tony Baritone, aka Mr. Ten Man. Because apparently, after my heart attack, my friends decided, you know what, T? You know what, T? You know what, T? You just may need a heart. Find millions of textbooks and solutions on the go. Marvel at how seamlessly it fits into your daily student activities. Walking through the quad, shopping for groceries, exercising, doing your laundry, dominating at the county fair, mashing down a black diamond, going for a sunset horseback ride, devouring Danielle Steele's latest page turner, feeding the bears, catching flying babies, letting loose with the gang, intergalactic lightsaber battle, saving an adorable puppy from a burning building, or simply in the classroom. Find textbooks. Read e-textbooks and get guided solutions all in one place. Chegg, improving the college experience however you decide to live it. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am still your host, the one and only talent, Omar Taylor. If you've been listening, that means I'm hoping you're listening on the one and only place that really matters to me, you, and the rest of the Mighty Sports world. And that is right here on my T sports.net. That is M Y T. That's Mike. M is in Mike. Y is in Yankee. T is in Tango. My T sports.net. The one and only place for every single voice, every single ad, every single video, everything that you say reminds to be. My T. And that's not all, folks. That's not all, folks, because you know what else happened? You know what else happened after the NBA Finals happened? Well, you kind of start with the NBA offseason. And the NBA offseason brings its own different set of, <laughs> of challenges, right? Of excitement, that is, as well, too. Once again... How does this affect you as a Knicks fan? Well, we already told you about two things that happened. Kawhi Leonard and... Not Kawhi Leonard, but Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson both went down. Yeah, we're, we're being... Listen, listen, listen. If, if, if this was a different point of time in American history, the way that Knicks fans are being flooded by all these cases, I would be nervous as a black man. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, we got Kawhi, we got Kevin Durant, we got Kimba, we got Clay. I mean, how many K's do you need? Well, just two, because once you get to three, we start to have problems. <laughs> oh, man. So, back at it like a sports fanatic. The NBA offseason has officially started now. Now that, now that Toronto... And Kawhi Leonard has proven themselves to be the best team in the National Basketball Association. And the Heat, not the Miami Heat. Calm down, Bobby. <laughs> but the Heat has already begun because moves and opportunities. That were talked about, that were attempted early in the season, 
are now being revisited are now being retouched are now being redone because now now we're back at a different monster right we're back we're back at a, at a at a different monster and that monster states that hey you know what our timeline is not what it used to be you see in the middle of the season or in the beginning or in the middle of the season or towards the end of the season you can still around the trade deadline let's say you can still play around and you can still kind of say hey you know what maybe we're not ready to do this move maybe we're not ready to do this trade maybe we're not ready to send this guy and even though you may be offering us the same exact thing that you're offering us now you know maybe our timeline doesn't afford it and you know what you know who we're talking about you know who we're talking about we're talking about the la lakers and then let's do let's do a little flashback people so, <laughs> as, I, as I recall in a conversation I was having in a barbershop where somebody told me there was a Dream Team Bulls team. Dream Team Bulls team? I mean, I know it was a Dream Team and it was a Bulls team. Dream Team Bulls team that had a white, that was being led by a white dude named Armstrong. Let that sit and simmer. Because I looked at dude like he was crazy. But then after overhearing him on his phone conversation, I ended up realizing that he definitely was crazy. And I didn't even know why I spoke to him. But it made for good content for a little while. We may, we just may have the opportunity to share right here on the podcast. But not before we talk about what's been happening in the NBA in this offseason. Because oh my god. Some things are happening. Some things are moving. It, it, it we, we do have affirmative action going on in LA because the deal that was originally posted to LA that was going to ask for a bunch of their young studs that was going to ask them for this year's draft pick that was going to ask them for future draft picks the I the, the 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 package that was presented to the Lakers that was turned down is now being revisited because we told you the Lakers could play. I mean, the Pelicans could play around and say, "Hey, during the offs, during the regular season, oh, we're gonna keep on to them." No, 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 no. You had to get rid of him before the season started, because we told you the time starts fresh. Because from the time the season ends to just around maybe draft, it's probably gonna be the best value you're gonna get for him. Because once the season starts, once the draft ends, everybody starts knowing that Pelicans. Now you are on the clock. The teams aren't on the clock to get a good deal to you. Now you're on the clock to see what what kind of deal you can get for him. Because now you know what everybody else is just saying. You know what? But well, we ain't give it up. We we ain't give it up already. And, and based of our position now, we don't think this guy's gonna change anything. So you know what? Let's wait it out for the rest of the year and give up nothing. And let's watch Anthony Davis become a free agent, and then we'll sign him in free agency. So the Pelicans the Pelicans couldn't wait, and they didn't wait. What they did is that they, they revisited things with the Lakers. And we already knew, once the Lakers got the number four pick in, 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 in the NBA draft, once they got the, NBA, the, the number four pick, we knew that talks were going to revisit. We knew talks were going to open up again. Because that number four pick was way more attractive than the potential number 10 pick or number 12 pick that they could have ended up with. Number nine pick they could have, whatever it could have been. Hey, number four. 
and it ain't as and, and it ain't a potential game changing pick the same way that the number one pick is that the Pelicans also managed to get, which also made this good. That listen, which also made this I should have say good, made this made this capable of happening. Like you understand, for it to happen, like the perfect storm of things had to happen, which is the Pelicans getting the number one pick that helped because immediately they know they're gonna lose one player and bona fidely. That is, that's a new word, but they are going to wholeheartedly get another player that is a marquee player. A guy that just moves the needle when it comes to putting seats or butts in seats. And then what you know what you do? And then you know what you do with the number four pick? You get the actual best, the best fundamental player out there that, can, that, 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 that you can actually see that their game right now is translated to the NBA. And you think that whatever they're going to do is, gonna, is also going to go out there and give you top NBA talent. Or top production on the NBA stage. That's who you go after next. First you go with the hype. Then you go with the skill. So the New Orleans Pelicans. Finally traded away. The eyebrow. The unibrow. Anthony Davis. He goes to the Lakers to join LeBron James. And I'm telling you right now, things are looking scary in L.A. And I'm still saying Kawhi Leonard needs to go over to the Clippers and say, you know what? I don't care if you got a LeBron. I don't care if you got an AD. We are going to raise you a Kawhi. And it's going to trump anything that you do. Everything that you got. Don't believe me. Just watch. Nigga, nigga, nigga. So the Pelicans, let's tell let's tell them what the Pelicans got. Right? It is affirmative. The Pelicans got Alan Zoe Ball. Wait, where are they at? No, that's not what I want. There we go. Then they also get Brandon Ingram. Then as I already told you, they got the 2019 number four pick. Then they got two future first round picks. And they also got Josh Hart. But no reggae horn for Josh Hart? Oh, you foul. <laughs> but they also got Josh Hart. You know who the Lakers didn't give up? You know who the Lakers didn't give up? Kyle Kuzma. To keep him Kyle Kuzma. Now, those two first-round picks that we talked about, my mistake. Those are actually three first-round picks. The way that works out is that they're going to have a 2021 top 10 or top 5 protected pick. And if that doesn't pan out to... If that doesn't pan out to a to a to a pick for the Lakers that year, uh, you know, because it's a, because it becomes a protected pick, then you know what happens then? Then the 2022 pick for them becomes unprotected. Also, the 2024 they also get a 2024 pick from them, which is also going to be an unprotected pick, and they also get a 2023 and 2025 swap of first round picks. Three first round picks. Future first round picks given up, including this year's first round pick given up, <laughs> including last year's, what was that, was just two years ago, first round pick given up. That is a total, that is a total, and I don't know where, jo and I think Brandon Ingram was also a first round pick. So if we look at Alonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, the three first round picks that they're giving up,
right? Wait, hold on. I'm losing. I'm running out of fingers here. Well, let's see this again. We got Alonzo Ball. We got Brandon Williams, Brandon Ingram. We got the three first round picks that are going to be in the future and this year's first round pick. And God knows, I don't know where Josh Hart ever fell at. So that is a total of six first round picks. You know who the Lakers got? Anthony Davis. That's it. There's nothing else. No more. No less. No, 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 no. I mean, in 2023, they they get a potential to swap a first-round pick with, with their 2025 pick, you know. But that's about it. So, but listen, but listen. You do that because you believe that Anthony Davis and LeBron James are two of the guys that can win a championship immediately. You know that LeBron James taking over and take, taking Anthony Davis underneath his wing is only going to help Anthony Davis. Now listen, there's a lot of things that we don't believe about Anthony Davis, but there's also a lot of things that we believe about LeBron James. And there's a lot of things that we believe about LeBron James when he gets a caliber when he gets another caliber player on, on on the levels of Anthony Davis beside him. We've seen what happens. We see what happens when he gets a Kyrie. We see what happens when he gets a when he gets a Dwayne Wade. Now he got a Anthony Davis. Who can who can technically just be a bigger version of him, and he's gonna teach him that. He's gonna teach him conditioning. He's gonna teach him leadership. He's gonna teach him how to take a shot. He's gonna teach him how to be successful in the NBA for a decade at least. After this, that's up to Anthony Davis to see if he can take it, soak it in, and run with it. But they're gonna be they're, they're gonna be. They're gonna be truthful. The only, th the only thing that, that that really needs to happen next, to be honest with you, if you are the L.A. Lakers, is that you just got to get a boy. You guys got a badass point guard in there, and I and I say you get Kyrie, but Kyrie, listen, Kyrie ain't that dude. He's too sensitive. You hear how he get how, how he snappy he gets in the media. He's too sensitive. He ain't built for New York. He need, but but he ain't built for New York in any way, shape, or form. New York, Brooklyn, he ain't built for it. And we don't want him anywhere in the tri-borough area. In, 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 listen, we don't want him anywhere in the tri-state area. Listen, he, he's already not wanted in Boston. Let's let's put it this way. He ain't wanted in Brooklyn. He ain't wanted in New York. He ain't wanted in Jersey. Ain't no teams in Virginia. He ain't gonna go to Washington. He can't go to Charlotte. They might as well go to Miami, to be honest with you. But then he won't be winning. But if he turns it on that Miami team, that'll be something. You can say something. Oh, look at this. He did nice. Look at this. He did good. He had a good coach. Some nice young players. The coach will know how to utilize him as because he, he know how to utilize his stars. Versus just forcing him to be in the system. But what really has started to happen is that the dominoes are starting to fall. The dominoes for the NBA offseason are starting to fall one by one. Now, <laughs> I forgot about this. Look at this. As these dominoes start to fall, things things already starting to happen. And I'm telling you, oh, what a night it has been. You already have Mike Conley Jr. 
I think it's Mike Conley Jr. Being traded away from the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, listen, this is something that we told you to watch out for. Because them trading away Mike Conley Jr. is, is for them to make space for the young point guard that they want to get. The young point guard that, as dynamic as we know, as we've seen him be, we basically just consider him another Derrick Rose, Russell Westbrook. Which means that he's either one injury away from being, from not being a good enough player because he, he's because he's all athleticism, or his style of play doesn't really help his team win, but puts up a lot of numbers that looks really exciting. I mean, that's what Memphis wants. That's what Memphis wants. Like if Memphis wants the next hype outside of Zion, go for it. Because you know, because because you know what that means for for the Knicks. We're gonna tell you what that means for the Knicks. We're gonna tell you what that means for the Knicks in a minute. Because <laughs> first, 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 we're gonna talk about what actually happened this night for Utah Jazz and Memphis. So now, Utah Jazz gets Mike Conley. Memphis gets this year's number twenty-three pick. Mm, nothing to sneeze at. A protected 2020 pick. But they also get young player, up-and-coming player. We'll see how he works in the Memphis system. If he could be coached up. Grayson Allen. You got another guy. Who's probably more at the end of his career and just and just, and just really just a spot-up shooter at this point in time of his career. If he's even that. But really just a spot-up shooter. Kyle Crover. And then also another guy that, that basically he plays really hard, hustles on both sides. Can like on 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 a good day, he's a he's a he's a serviceable three and D guy in Jay Crowder. So basically, Memphis just really needed to get rid of Mike Conley so they can make room for this rookie. And then, they, and then they add another rookie in there and then some role players that they can possibly flip for other things. Like, you understand, Gracie Allen, Kyle Crover, Jay Crowder, whether it's one, two, or three, any one of these guys will be serviceable on a playoff team, which is what Utah was. Which, let's talk about how this now affects Utah. Utah getting Mike Conley. You act Mike Conley over the, with, with, with now Donovan Mitchell. With Donovan, <laughs> Donovan Mitchell, and now it gives Donovan Mitchell a bona fide point guard to play along with, um, a a point guard that's been in the playoffs, a point guard that that is is that can get you twenty plus points a game, that can get you six to eight um assists a game, that can get you four to seven rebounds a game, that that is smart with the ball, doesn't turn it over a lot, he knows how to lead a team, has good pace, and has. You understand? You you got a very good point guard. Mike Conley is a, is the point guard that I thought that Milwaukee should have made a move for. To be honest with you, but it seems that Utah would have had the better package, and part of that better package is the, is, is the is the number is the draft pick, because Milwaukee's draft pick. You have to remember, Milwaukee had the best team in the, had the best team in the league. Their pick is thirtieth. 32nd? 30th. How many teams in the NBA? 30. Can't remember. So. They go. So Mike Conley goes to Utah. And we're going to see if this helps Utah take the next step. As Utah does lose some depth. They, they get a lot of experience, but they lose some depth. But they don't lose depth that isn't replaceable. Um. Grayson Allen, we don't know what he is. He's just he, he's a young guy's coming up right now. He's he's a streaky shooter. 
You can find streaky shooters. Kyle Crover is uh is a spot up shooter, not a great defender, can't create his own shot. You can find another spot up shooter. And I told you, Jay Crowder, on his best day, he's a he's a good. Maybe an okay two-way player. Three, he's an okay 3 and D guy. He's a serviceable 3 and D guy on his best day. You can find serviceable 3 and D on your best day anywhere. So why they would have lost some depth? They didn't lose replaceable depth. Or non-replaceable depth, I should say. Kind of saying that I want to say with the Lakers. I'm like they lost, like they didn't lose replaceable depth. Like non or non-replaceable. They lost a bunch of young guys. But... Nobody knows what Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, and Lonzo Ball is going to be. And based off what they show, those guys are replaceable for Anthony Davis. That's just like the Knicks giving up. <laughs> That's like the Knicks giving up Frank Ninakila. Donovan, um, 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 not Donovan Mitchell, Dennis Smith. And... Well, who did I say the first time? Dennis, Dennis Smith, um, Mitchell Robinson, whichever one of those centers you want to give up. Did he even give up a big guy? But basically, you know, you understand what I'm saying? Like, because they didn't give up the trip, and maybe Alonzo Trier. Let's add there. Let's add Alonzo Trier there. So let's say they maybe they give up Alonzo Trier, Dennis Smith, and somebody else. That's basically what they gave up without having a touch. Oh, Frank Nita Keeler. There we go. Frank Nita Keeler, Dennis Smith Jr. And Trier. And you don't touch Kevin Knox or the uh, or, 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 or Mitchell Robinson or any of the other big men that you thought was good, really the really the, the creme de la creme. And to be honest with you, based off how this trade sounds, the Knicks the Knicks didn't even have to give up Alonzo Trier. They could have given up Frank Nilakina. And two other guys. Ten, you know, send over. The center that came over from the Clippers, that came over from the from from the Mavericks, DeAndre Jordan. Like it sounds like you could have got away with that for New Orleans, but it's okay. The Knicks have different plans for the off season. Just like Al Harford has different plans for his off season, as he has already opted out of his. $30 million guaranteed contract to go to go join, join NBA free agency. And Al Hoffman, while I've never been a big fan of Al Hoffman and I don't see the big hoopla behind him, I guess he is serviceable enough. And the way he's looking at himself is that with all of the injuries and all these players going down and all of the pieces that are now going to be moving, all the money that's going to be freeing up and all of the teams that are probably going to be trying to take shots this year to make to make a playoff run, he wants to free himself open to possibly get a three or four year deal. A three or four year deal, deal for, 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 for Al Hoffman, you're talking about $60 million at, the, at minimum for a three-year deal? $75 million? $80 million at minimum for a four-year deal? $100 million? Because you got to figure he's going to get anywhere between 20 to $30 million. Or 20 to $25 million per year. For a long-term contract. 
He's gonna switch out the thirty mil for one year, and he's gonna and he's gonna trade that in for either three years, three years between sixty to seventy-five million dollars per year. So now Boston has officially lost Al Hawford and Kyle and Kyle and Kyrie Irving. And what does that mean for the Knicks? It means that Boston becomes a little bit more vulnerable. Because Al Hawford may have been that part of that linchpin that really helped keep that team focused. But now what happens is that he 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 kind of moves out of there. He 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 kind of played power. He kinda, he played some power forward. Played a lot of center. But now what you get to able to do is that now you get to run those those three four guys all at the same time. Again, we're talking about um Brandon Haywood. We're talking about Tatum. We're talking about Brown. You get to keep. You get to possibly put all three of those guys on the court at the same time. Team them up with Marcus Smart at running point or Trier or or not Trier, but Marcus Smart or Terry Rozier. You rotate how you want to do that. I see another move coming from Boston. I see I see somebody leaving there. Out of those five names I just mentioned, I see somebody leaving there, and I'm telling you, it should have been Gordon Haywood last year before he played a game because i think that his value last year before he played a game is more than it is this year after playing a whole season with boston because the knicks have to figure out what they're going to do boston we don't know if they're going to get better or get worse without kyrie and now al Horford. and we definitely want toronto to lose kawhi leonard we figure Philly's going to be the same exact way, right? So Philly may be the most stable out of all of the teams right now. But we still don't know what they're going to do. They still got Jimmy Butler to resign. They still got... um. Who's that other small forward slash power forward that they picked up? Tobias Harris. They still have him to resign. I believe he was only on a one-year deal. So all of these moving parts are to go on. And the Knicks, the Knicks, is, Knicks hope for a future, at least for a future this year, has become real meek because Kevin Rand's injury means that we're going to have to put ourselves through one more year of losing before anything happens. But, oh my God, aren't you glad... For once, New York fans, that we have all of our draft picks and some? Aren't you happy for once that we can actually be rewarded for being bad? Instead of being bad and watch somebody else benefit from our follies. Next fans. I don't care how you slice it. If you can, you go out and you sign Kevin Durant. You have him sit on the bench for one year. If he wants to come to New York and he wants to sit on the bench for one year, as we already know, like, listen, Pearl Zingas didn't want to come and sit on the bench for one year. Let him sit on the bench for one year. But what we, we can't do what we've always been doing, New York fans. And that is get a bunch of young talent. And in the moment we see something sexy across the bay, all we sign and we trade all future assets for that one sexy pick. Just so we can come back and say, like, oh, we never develop talent. Oh, we need to do this. Only because every time we try to develop talent, you know what we do? 
We see a free agent coming out and we trade away all of our future assets for that one player. So if any one of them want to come to New York without us giving up anything, let them come. We don't need to chase them. Let them come. Because also, let's also be aware of one thing. New York, the Knicks, for a decade, two decades now, have been used as scapegoats to help free agents. Have you never realized how all of a sudden every single free agent that ever comes out will potentially be talked about with the Knicks? And to me, that's just that's just retarded. That our, like we're just used so that we can be. And and the thing about it is that you guys are foolish enough, Knicks fans, to buy every single solitary trade rumor that you hear about a person wanting to come to the Knicks. No, we get used a lot. We get used a lot for a couple of things to help other team, to help other players that never wanted to come to the Knicks. Never wanted to come to the Knicks, get bigger contracts. And then we also help, we also utilize to help other players that really can't get these contracts anywhere else. But because of their name, can get signed in New York because New York is, oh, we will take a big old name. What has that done for us? Camilla Anthony, Stephon Marbury, Steve Francis, Antonio McDice. Like, you understand, the last time signing a big name worked for the Knicks? Like, 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 let's be honest. Like, let's be honest. The last time setting big names worked for the Knicks, it was Grandmama Larry Johnson. It was Allen Houston and, Elett and Latrell Sprewell. Those are the last times. That's 1999. Since then, it hasn't worked. Larry Johnson, we got an injured version of Larry Johnson. Let's not forget that. He was no longer grandmama, he was just grandma. Latrell Sprewell, we got him because he choked out his former coach. And Allen Houston, we lucked out because Detroit was supposed to be getting Grant Hill. So we lucked out there. And I want to say that Allen Houston ended up being a whole lot better than I think we anticipated. And let's not forget, when we, when we got them, we still had Patrick Ewan. As the cornerstone of the team, as the franchise of the team, as the, as, as the tone setter of the team. Granted, he may have been the latter part of career. Granted, he may have been injured. Granted, that he, he may have also left and had those guys take the rein. He was still there while those guys were there, or at least coming through the system, so that he can let them know what Nick culture was about. Nick still have a culture. And... You can't keep trading your, all of your young talent that you try to build a culture around to go get a superstar and then tailor everything around that superstar and then ignore anything culture-wise and never hold them accountable for anything. Camilla Anthony. So, I don't want to hear any more Knicks fans that, hey, let's go ahead and trade away all of our young assets for all of these stars. No, 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 no. If we already have a star, then we could trade away some assets to add another star. But we're not gonna we're not gonna trade away all of this button stuff 
for a guy that can't get it done where the hell he was at before to put him in New York with a team similar, if not worse, to what he had previously just to watch them fail in New York. That's not what you want to have done. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back on the Mighty Sports Podcast. When we come back, we're going to talk about this NBA draft coming up. We still got some PPW news to talk about because, you know, we're on, we on episode number three right now on PPW Ignition. But before we come back and go any further, we're going to take another quick break. You're listening to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, the one only talent, Tomar Taylor. It's been a long night. It's already 1 o'clock. We're still going strong. We ain't going nowhere. put you in a game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then head to Multivest Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. Your games cost money and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games, not just all your popular next-gen titles, but also all your favorite old-school titles and systems. Starting as early as Atari and Nintendo to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, and yes, that does include PlayStations, GameCubes, and Xboxes in between. They've been family-owned and operated for over 10 years just off the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's conveniently located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida, 33169. Believe it or not, just five minutes from Sun Life Stadium, 790 the ticket, and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multivest Games, where you save more so you can play more. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. Obviously, your host, one only talent, Tomar Taylor. You're still listening to me. You're listening right here on, the Mighty Sport, on MightySports.net. Sorry. I am just watching the interview right now that is going on between John Morant. Listen, I like everything about this kid, John Morant. I, I do like him. But when you tell me that I have a Russell Westbrook, um, Derrick Rose kind of comparison, I don't see the guy that's going to help me win a championship. I'm sorry. Derrick Rose has been what I thought was always overhyped in the complete failure. Now, Russell Westbrook, I love me some Russell Westbrook. I would even love him on my Knicks team. I don't think he'll win me a championship. He's one of the few guys that I would take on my Knicks team that I, I'm like, yo, I know he's not going to win me a championship, but oh my God, would I love him on my team? So I'm not saying that I probably should love John Morant on my team now, nah, but I'm trying to win championships. And I'm trying to win consistency. And granted, oh, this guy's going to be phenomenal. He's probably going to put up 23 points a night, like, 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 like without, well, you know, probably only having to take like five jump shots. Like, that's going to be John Morant. If I'm seeing him correctly. I, and listen. This time, this is the time of year. Where, where, and this is part of the reason why we like the NBA. Well, this is why we like the draft. And it's, and it's the reason why we like, like the NBA draft more than anything else. Because we're only talking about following 60 players. Instead of the NFL where we're trying to follow. What is that? 
what is that, seven times 30, 210 players easily? Add another two onto that, that's another 14? 325 players? Nah, B, it's too many. I guess hard enough to follow 60. Because you know, because you know, in the NFL, out, out of all of those 200 and something, you're barely gonna hear about 60 ever making it, even from one draft class. There's not gonna be 60 guys that matter. Actually, from one draft class, there's barely gonna be six that matters. That's about as many as we're gonna have into the M in, the, in this NBA's draft. We're gonna have at least six players that matter. Now we already told you about how about how this NBA draft was gonna work, and we already and so you already know that the New Orleans Pelicans, they have the number one draft in the league. And with that number one pick, it is projected. And, and we're also doing this by, by how our team's going to be judged. So we're going to run through here and do a quick mock draft. And and, the, and, and once, we, once we finish up our mock draft, we're going to leave for the night. Because you know what? It's getting kind of late. Some of us got to go to bed. We got to go to that. We got to go to the dream, funding, dream funder in the morning. And plus, I'm getting low on my wine. Sipping on the Menage Trois Decadence 2016 Cabernet Sauvignon. So, the NBA draft is, pop is probably most likely going to start off with. New Orleans picking the power forward. Out of Duke, the six foot seven, two hundred and eighty-five pound Zion Williamson. He's he's gonna go the number one pick. Uh, I don't I don't see any if ands or buts about it. They're not gonna get cute. Memphis. We already spoke about Memphis. Memphis is gonna pick the guy that we're watching talk right now. And that is the kid out of Murray State. The six foot three, one hundred and seventy-five pound point guard. Yeah, that, that that is the size of point guards these days. No longer, no longer are we seeing six foot three point guards weigh two hundred twenty something pounds. Nope, not at least until you're twenty something, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven-ish, maybe. Unless depending on how your body fills out. And that's gonna be John Morant, the guy we're watching talk right now. The guy, the guy that also recently just had knee surgery. That's another thing that we're looking at too. The fact that he came into the league. I don't care if you call it a cleanup. Knee surgery is knee surgery. I, I every like they say like, oh, it's just a cleanup. I like, can be back to normal. Not everybody heals the same. You understand? You're going in there, and 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 end of the day, it's still an invasive an invasive procedure. Anytime you have an invasive procedure, you have the opportunity to have that invasive procedure heal wrong and fuck up still later on down the future, down the line. No, 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 no. I don't trust that kind of injury from a guy that has to be as explosive as a Derrick Rose or Russell Westbrook. Because yes, you get the guy like Derrick, that, that, that Russell Westbrook that, that after his injury, you don't even hear a peep. You don't see anything. You don't see any sign of slowing down. You don't see any sign of wear, any sign of tear. You would even remember that he was injured. Or you get a guy like Derrick Rose that you remembered every single day that he's glass, man. So you, so which one are you, Mr. Unbreakable or you Glassman? And I don't want to take the risk because for most parts, for most parts, while they may not be Glassman, they sure as fuck come back brittle as fuck. Hold on one second. Let's make sure we address this correctly. Oh, no, you know what? 
Don't have a drop for that today. Don't have a drop for that today. You know who's in there today in that spot? Fun guy. Because <laughs> he earned it today. So with the number three pick, that goes to the New York Knicks. It goes to the New York Knicks. And the New York Knicks are expected to grab the shooting guard out of Duke. Six foot seven, two hundred and eight pounds, RJ Barrett. The guy that last year was 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 the projected number one pick. The guy that this year says has the best overall all around game that's gonna compare to the that's gonna compare to the NBA. This is basically like they like the Jets for two years straight, just get it that's having the best player in the in the draft fall to them. That's what's about to happen to the Knicks. As and, and trust me, if they're about to sit down with RJ Barrett after this, then we're about to turn this television up because we are going to want to hear this. I don't care. This is what they want to hear. And if you hear it on the ear, then it is from my television to your ear. You seen? And, and again, I don't own the rights to any outside audio like that. That is courtesy of NBA TV. And I didn't get written, expressed, consent, or whatever else you need. It just happened to be on the background of television, uh, background while I was recording the podcast. This is more for my visual stimulation than it was for your audio. And Knicks fans, believe it or not, that's the guy I believe you want. That is the guy that you want. You don't want him to get cute. You don't want him, you don't want him to think about anything else. You want him to get... The guy that can get his own shot. And, and and that's what I'm looking at. You want the guy that can get his own shot. You want the guy that can score himself. You want the guy. Tell me if this sounds familiar. That can grab the ball. Take two, three. Maybe four, five dribbles. Get to his spot on the court. And pull up and shoot. Take two, three dribbles. Put his back to the basket. Does a fadeaway and shoots. Two, three dribbles. Get to his spot on the court. Pulls up in your eye and shoot. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound familiar? Because that sounds exactly how Kawhi Leonard plays. Yes, he has, at least in college, shown so similar attributes. Being able to not only be overall smart, move without the ball, play, play, some, play some good solid defense at times, but two, three dribbles, get the ball, and create his own shot. You want a guy to... Listen, when the Knicks had an okay team... Right, the, the time that we, I think we had like the Jeremy Lin and the early on to, um, before the, before Mario Stoudemire, one of the things that we that we definitely missed, we knew we missed the star, but we missed somebody else that that, can, that only could get their own shot, but also was getting to the line and creating the additional the additional contact to be able to get those extra additional points. Now we used to get that inconsistently from Jamal Crawford. Yeah, that used to happen. But that's one of the reasons why we coveted Kamala Anthony so much. Which I hope we never covered anybody like that again to throw away any more farms. No. We literally threw the whole farm away. The whole farm system. With the number four pick. Now the New Orleans Pelicans are going to come back on the map. Right? Or come back on the board because now they have this pick from the LA Lakers. Now they would have just missed out on picking up on RJ Barrick. That's if the Knicks did their job. They do not allow these two guys to get peered up again. Instead, 
Instead, what you do is that you point up, you pair up with a different point guard. You get a different dynamic point guard in there. Somebody else that's gonna help move the ball. Somebody's gonna help push the ball. Somebody else that's gonna help get the ball to Zion Williamson when he's in transition. And that guy is University of North Carolina State point guard, six foot seven, two hundred twenty-five pounds, Deon Trey Hunter. Yes. You pair his six foot seven, two twenty-five butt with 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 Zion Williamson's six foot seven, two hundred and eighty-five pound butt, and now you have a really big backcourt, frontcourt that's that's trucking up and down that field trying to do fast break and transition points. And now we have R.J. Barrett, folks. And listen, 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 listen. If I am anything, I am a man of my word. So the TV is going to go up. We are going to have to hear what the young brother has to say because we are interested. I'm so excited. Meet me at about 9.30. Or is it 8.30 that the draft is on? Meet me at about 8.30. Cause my team is drafting early cause I'm so anxious. And RJ Bear grew up a Raptors fan. So he just loved what Kawhi Leonard did. I mean he's about to one hundred percent take a book out of the Kawhi playbook and start and start mimicking his game after him a little bit so that he can help so he can help see him win. So okay, as we hear as we hear the TV in the background, is and, and we're gonna get a little background audible. We ain't gonna focus too much attention on that. We're gonna stay right here with you. So okay, as we move on to the number five pick, because this we wanna know about these top five picks. Let's tell you about about his resume, right? Six foot seven, two hundred and eight pounds, nineteen year olds, out of pick, first team All American, Jerry West shooting guard of the year. He broke the ACC and Duke freshman scoring record with eight hundred and six points. He led ACC in scoring with twenty two point nine play points per game. I'm telling you, this kid can get his shot. He is compared to the Demar the Roses, the Kawhi Leonard of the world. And if you're telling me that this guy comes in here at a minimum base of DeMar DeRozan, then I am okay. Listen, I understand what you're saying. Like, hey, so why didn't you say that about the guy that's coming up with the minimum base as, 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 as Russell Westbrook and Derrick Rose? I, I like that too. I said I liked that. What scares me about both of them is that both of them didn't help their team win. The shooting guard that can get to his own spot does. Because listen, while DeMar DeRozan didn't, Kawhi Leonard did. Kobe Bryant did. Michael Jordan did. Tracy Grady. Well, he's a different story. <laughs> but you understand, he has the body tech that's already ready to, to absorb contact. He can get to his own shot. He can get past the first defender. Take take. Take put um take contact from the second defender and still get off his own shot. This guy has what it takes. See, and he can score and facilitate, which means that when he gets the ball, when he gets in trouble, he he has no problem getting it to the open man as well as he's going on his scoring sprees. So. I am happy. Right at this current point in time, if if he's our pick, and his godfather is Steve Nash, another another great Canadian. So you're talking about a guy that can shoot. He has good court vision. The only, the only thing, the only thing that I haven't seen enough of is his defense. That's it. 
I haven't seen enough of his defense. Now, from what I've seen of his defense, it isn't bad. He isn't poor. He he like he doesn't scare me on the defensive end. At least, at least from a liability standpoint. But I haven't seen him jump out of that page either. But listen, an okay defensive player is still better than a bad defensive player. I'll take that with his skill set. Because that still means that he's going to make at least his guy work on offense and on defense. The Clay Thompsons, the, 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 the James Hardens, the Bradley Beals, the, the guy in Miami, <laughs> the Tim Hardaway Juniors. Like he's going to go up against them real early and we're going to see. So I'm I'm happy to see his opportunity. We already talked about um what New Orleans is gonna do with the second number with the, with their second pick in the top five picks of this year's NBA draft. Coming up next is gonna be Cleveland with the number five pick, and they're gonna and and it's, and it's saying that they're gonna be projected to add another sh or add a shooting guard to go along with their young point guard Sexton. This shooting guard is out of Virginia, six foot five, hundred eighty five pounds, Kobe White. Now, once again, Virginia happened to be a team that can shoot a lot of three-pointers. Kobe White has happened to be one of those guys that can shoot some of these three-pointers as well. And, and this is somebody that, that you kind of want to add with them. Somebody, somebody, uh, somebody a little bit more dynamic. Somebody that, that, can, that, can, that can run along with them. Somebody that, that can possibly help add some points to the thing. Somebody to be dynamic with, with the intense point guard that you already have there. Now... Okay. So RJ Barrett just found out that he does everything right-handed, but he shoots lefty. First red flag. That. Okay. So he thinks that James Harden has a complete game. So at least we know he can score, and he's talking about scoring. Okay, so R.J. Barrett is looking to facilitate, like LeBron James, score like James Harden. I don't mind that. I'm just mad that he picked two guys to be his role model that are losers, like James Harden and LeBron James. You you couldn't pick you couldn't pick a bigger set of overhyped losers. We're gonna talk about LeBron James. We're gonna talk about LeBron James. Like let's let's talk. Let's you know what? Well, how much time do we have? How much time do we have? Who cares? This is my podcast. We're gonna talk about LeBron James. Right? Actually, we're going to leave you this. We're going to talk about LeBron James next week. But notice this. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to leave you with this to think, think about for next week. And tell me how much this plays into his legacy and how much weight his rings have. And really think about this. LeBron James is about to have to form his third super team just so he could win a championship. Has to make a third super team. So he can try to win a championship. LeBron James, the only superstar in NBA history that can't win anything without, without, without having a super team around him. And we're talking about super team based off of needing to have 
another guy that is either bonafidably in the top five or top ten in the NBA. Bonafidably another guy that can go out there and get his own basket anytime that he wants. A guy that can score on his own, put the ball in his hand, take you off the dribble, and go out there and get buckets. Another bona fide all-star franchise player face of a league, face of a team, should be your rival. Those are the kind of guys that LeBron James teams up with to win superstars. So no, 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 no. So don't compare it to what happened in Golden State, because what Golden State did was with one superstar, and that was with Steph Curry. That's what they did their first time. They had nobody. It wasn't until LeBron James formed his second super team that Golden State said, you know what, let's put together our super team of our own. And when they did it, they trumped the rest. Put that in your record books properly. LeBron James, his third super team. You tell me how much weight that's going to keep holding as he keeps chasing rings with all these super teams. Because I'm sorry. As we're beginning to talk, he gets a ring in L.A., and Robert Ory is going to come away as a better player than, than LeBron James to me. He has more rings. And he would, and he's done. And, and based on what LeBron James and, Le, and Robert Ory has done for his teams, I'm going to say Robert Ory does just as much for his teams to win championships as LeBron James has done. Chasing rings. Robert Ory is a better player than LeBron James. Has more rings based off the way that he's doing it. So, with the number six pick. Why we got Phoenix on on the clock and they get and and they're projected to get the point guard out of Vanderbilt, the six foot two, two hundred pound point guard Darius Garland. And this is the and and this is the point guard I think that Phoenix needs. They're honestly, I, this is a, this is a point guard that that will do well for this because this is a lights out shooter. This is a lights out shooter. We're talking about a six foot two, two hundred pound point guard that shot fifty three percent, fifty three percent from field goal range. 47% from three-point range. And, oh, yeah, he broke the 90 mark in free throw range, in free throws percentage. He is, a, he is already a 50-40-90 guy at point guard position. You team him up with somebody like Devin Booker, you're talking about space upon space upon space to shoot upon shoot to upon shoot. I... This is a pick I'm going to be looking for. That is a guy I'm going to want to see go to Phoenix. I am excited to see that thing. You know, you already know how I love me some Devin Booker. You guys already know this. Like, I want to see Devin Booker. I want to see Devin Booker go out there and succeed. And this is the kind of point that you go out there and, and help him succeed. You got him a center last year. That center is still coming into his own. The center isn't the biggest shot block. Isn't the biggest score. Isn't the biggest pick and roll guy. But he's learning. And he showed great potential. And you add a point guard to this now. That really forces the other side of the team to have to really respect either the three-point shot or his drive. And his percentage. And his accuracy. Now that opens it up for a guy like him to be able to. Um, a guy like the center that they currently have in Phoenix. I believe is John, um, DeAndre Aiden. To be able to not to get a lot of shit over the. A lot of buckets over the top. Chicago has a number seven pick. I think they're going to pick the small forward out of. This, this, what is I don't know what happened with Cam Reddish. I think, I think we know the name. But that's about it. Now. The next two picks I am worried about. Right, it's gonna come at number eight and number ten, and that's gonna be Atlanta. Because once again, it's because uh, remember this, the draft is, a, is 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 building blocks to the future, and we are gonna want to see 
how Atlanta starts building that young team around Trey Young. Well, we already know that Vince Carter's coming back, but we know Vince Carter isn't the piece that's supposed to be helping you win championship. So we're going to see whatever young talent that they could place around him to see if they could start pushing this team back into a positive direction. This is a team that really made a run at the end of the, that end of the season. This is a team that, that, that started to look good and started to come along at the end of the season. This is a team that looked good after Trey Young smoked LeBron James and the LA Lakers before he was injured. Because it was that game that I believe gave Trey Young the courage to start taking his game up a notch. And if Trey Young would have played that played the way he played after that game, the same way he played before that game, or if you'd have played, yeah, if you would have played the way he played after that game, instead of the way he played before that game, he probably would have won. He probably would be winning MVP for this season or Rookie of the Year this season. But unfortunately, it's a season-long award, and that award is going to go to Luka Doncic. So their first person to add is probably going to be the shooting guard out of Texas Tech, six foot six, 195 pounds, Jarrett Colver or Culver. And Jarrett Culver comes in as the Big 12 Rookie of the Year. He comes in as the as leading his team in. Total points, total rebounds, and assist. Six foot six, one hundred ninety-five pounds. Led his team in points, rebounds, and assist. He was the Big Twelve Player of the Year. Averaged twenty-three points. I'm sorry, not twenty-three points, but he was third in the Big Twelve in points. Ninth in the Big 12 in rebounds and fourth in the Big 12 in assist. Now that is another bona fide bucket getter and all-around leader of a team, rebounder, playmaker, scorer. You add him with Trey Young. Now I believe you are cooking with butter. Maybe a little hot Lanta hot sizzle. Washington has a number 9 pick. Who cares? Because Atlanta turns around and they have the number 10th pick. And that is going to dismantle their team. Listen, the only reason why, Was why, why Washington may be interesting is if they get um, um, the, the general manager from Toronto before the draft tomorrow. Now, and we're talking about Ujiri. Because if they let this current regime try to do whatever they need to do to, impress, to improve this team, I'm not buying it. Especially not when you're picking at number 9. Bradley Beal don't get along with John Wall. The same way that Chris Paul don't get along with James Harden. Oh yeah, that's another story that's developing. We're to keep we're gonna keep an eye on that for this next week. We're gonna take the last sip of our licky lick. Atlanta with the number tenth pick. Now they're looking to project it to get a center now, which, once again, I like. You got the point guard, Trey Young, last year. I know he's a stud. You got to add a bona fide bucket getter, right? Big 12 player of the year. Let his team in points, rebounds, and assists. Third, ninth, and fourth in, in, in the Big 12. Now you know what you turn around and do right after that? You go ahead and get the Big 12 
freshman of the year, the center out of Texas. So the first one was the shooting guard of the Texas Tech. This last one is going to be the center out of Texas. Six foot 11, 220 pound Jackson Hayes. Jackson Hayes, 73% field goal shooter. 73% field goal shooter. That shows you that pick and roll situation. A lot of over the top. Stays within himself. He's, he automatically tells me he's not a back to the basket kind of player. He's not a, he's not a front to the basket kind of player. He's not taking a lot of, he, he, he's not taking a lot of hook shots or, or, or fadeaway shots. He's not taking a lot of straight on shots or three point shooters or mid range. What this guy is doing, he is picking. I know you talked a lot about that. But have you reached out to anybody or has anybody. <laughs> As I'm realizing. <laughs> As my friends are sitting here unbubbled, you better you you better get bubbled, Africanus. So, you add this center now, and now you're talking about a, a rim protector, somebody to help somebody to help that defense, so that guys like Trey Young and who and now guys like who's going to be Jared Culver press up on their defenders and now if they get by the defenders you have a guy that was averaging 2.2 blocks a game as a freshman in the big 12 so you add if you're atlanta you add trey young from last year and then this year you add the big 12 player of the year along to go along with the big 12 rookie of the year those are two good assets at least on paper to add Next up, we're gonna have Minnesota number eleven pick. We're not too worried about that. We're gonna get Chicago. We're gonna get Charlotte at the number twelve pick. We don't. We ain't too worried about that. And the number thirteen pick. We're gonna talk about this one because, listen, we know if there's one thing that I do is that I travel back and forth between New York and Miami. There is no difference here. Yeah, that's what we do. We're going to take you down to Miami because we want to find out what the Miami Heat are going to be doing because, you know, we have to keep an eye on the rivals that we don't like that are in the draft. And that is the Miami Heat. And the Miami Heat, I'm going to add somebody that doesn't move the needle to us, doesn't say much for us, doesn't do much of anything for us. But we're going to keep an eye on them because we respect their organization now. <laughs> we respect their organization now. And we do know that their team and that coaching staff knows what they're doing with young talent, knows what they're doing with old talent, knows what they're doing with talent, period, when it comes from a coaching standpoint. So the number 13 pick, the Miami Heat are projected to pick up the power forward out of Kentucky, a blue blood. Six foot eight, two hundred thirty-five pounds. PJ Washington. That's about all I know about PJ Washington. And then we have Philly coming up with the number fourteen pick. And we, we decided to look at Philly because Philly was a lottery pick. 
Uh, Philly was a lottery team, but Philly managed manages to get a, a pick in in the lottery. I'm sorry, there was a playoff team, but he managed to get a lottery pick because some moves happened and they got some things taken care of. And it is looking like they may be adding a power forward to that team. Six foot eight, 215 pound, Brandon Clark out of Gonzaga, which makes me wonder, like, huh, if you're going to add him, does that mean, and, and, and he's a shooter, like, he's somebody that can score. Basically, you're trying to find ways to keep adding people around Ben Simmons, the guy that who can't score. Really, really great dynamic point guard, but can't score worth a lick. And we've sh and and it's being shown that his inability to score, or I'll have a jumper, is being a, it has become a liability on the court. It was taken advantage of by Kawhi Leonard, and the same thing was done with the Greek Freak. So you're gonna want to add add these shooters around, guys, 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 guys. The shooting is important. Listen, it's the reason why the Knicks are gonna go out and get. The guy that puts up that put up twenty something points per game. It's the reason why they're gonna go out and get the guy that that that, that was that was the, the that was basically the freshman of the year last year. Because you need scoring, you need guys that can always get the ball and put them in their hands and get their own buckets. It's great. That everybody, listen, everybody in the NBA can shoot damn near. Everybody can shoot when they're wide open. Like we've seen these guys. You can. Everybody can shoot when they're wide open. Everybody can shoot when there's lackadaisical defense. We've seen the All Star game. When players, when players are shooting knowing that nobody's really trying to contest their shot. So, Philly going after the kid out of Gonzaga. Now, granted, while Gonzaga may get a bad reputation every once in a while, you're gonna you're gonna have to you're gonna want his scoring. You're gonna and you're gonna want to see what kind of scoring he can help add to a team that consistently needs to find a way to get to get points on the court because not all of their players, not all of their stars, not all of their superstars are point getters or bucket getters or shooters or scores. Folks, next up the, and the last section of the show, which is basically to take up the next five minutes of the show, is, is the section that is near and dear to my heart. And folks, that is, that is. PPW's Ignition presents to you launch code 003. Now, I know you didn't hear me talk about launch code 002. You're going to have to look up that one yourself. But we talk about launch code 003 because launch code 003, that, listen, that happened already. But listen, launch code 004 is being launched tomorrow. So you don't want to miss it. We tell, you about the we tell you the day before because we want you to go and check the date the next day afterwards. We want you to go find this so much right now that you're like, oh my God, I can't wait for the next episode. Because apparently, 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 these episodes can be seen from outer space. You have to listen to know what I'm talking about because PPW's ignition launch code 003 on nothing else on dot TV. They presented you a Diamonds Division match. This Diamonds Division match wasn't just your regular Diamonds Division match. Oh no, folks. This was a Diamonds Division match between your double, your Diamonds Division champion, Rocky Radley versus the challenger. The Charm City's Sassiest Angel, Casey Lennox. Yes, folks. Charm City's Sassiest Angel, take Casey Lennox, took on the rowdy one. The queen of hard, of, of strong style, Rocky Radley. 
This was a match to remember. It had his back and forths. You can see that. You can see something may have been may, may have been a little bit wrong with, with 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 the champ. Looked frustrated at some sometimes in the match, but the champ did what champ things what what champs generally do, and she came through in the end. Made a nice push. Made a nice rally. But at this time, it wasn't enough. As Rocky Radley sees her one year title reign end. And we have a new Diamonds Division Champion Charm City's Sassiest Angel The lovely Chocolate Mocha Casey Lennox And folks stay tuned because you already know that we have a fight for independence coming up in July. And Casey Lennox is most likely going to be on that card. So go to either nothing else on TV to catch other shows and to hear about the future schedule. Or go to PPW. That's Platinum Pro Wrestling. Find their, find their Facebook page. Find the fight for independence. And see the matches as they start getting announced. Because they are about to start getting announced, people. Platinum Pro Wrestling. I can't stress this enough. Because I have seen a lot out here they are a cut above the rest and folks talking about rest that is the rest of the show we got nothing else more to give that is it we're done it's the end it's complete we are over so let's see what's going to happen here live from the barclay center the draft starts at nine we're going to start the Pratt preview at five I mean, by the time i get home at 10 my team would have picked and i would either be disappointed or i'll be slight i'll be very happy but i'm gonna tell you regardless of what happened i'm be happy to go out go ahead and watch the nba preseason or i should say the summer league oh man Talk about Summer League, Vegas League, with Big Three, the Big Three Tournament, NBA preseason, all of it. I'm going to be excited because, you know, for the most part, a lot of the players from the New York Knicks last year are either going to be playing in the Summer League or playing in the preseason this year. And it's, and it's going to be something that you're going to want to watch. It is something that you're going to want to watch, especially if you're a Knicks fan, because this is where you're going to get the first chance to see these young players. And you're going to see if these young players are going to be the kind of young players that develop into something different. And I'm sorry, Philly does not have the number 14 pick after Miami. That is actually Boston. But you know what? That actually kind of helps it make sense a little bit better, because if Boston goes out and picks up um, the power forward out of Gonzaga, six foot eight, two fifteen, Brandon Clark. That actually kind of helps with the loss in in Al Horford just a little bit, but it also adds another guy that kind of looks like Brandon Haywood. That kind of looks like Jason Tatum. That kind of looks like Brown, Jalen Brown. Some one of those names are moving. One of those names won't be here next year. One of those names are moving. One of those guys won't be here next year. One of these shows are ending. The Mighty Sports Podcast won't be here after this. Thank you for listening. <laughs> I'm your host, Alan Thomas Taylor. This has been the Mighty Sports Podcast. Please remember what I always say. Embrace what you love and stay forever young. And always remember to let the optimism of tomorrow be your foundation for today. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there.
but a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where are we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. Rough night. Mighty. Cut the show already, B. We're done.